Hello and welcome. My name is Megan Lucky and this is A Lucky Life. Come along with me as I try and get to know myself better and hopefully help you get to know yourself better too. We have to hand this microphone back for it because I only have one. Okay. Because I'm poor. Because I don't know if you heard, but I'm unemployed and I live with my parents. <laughs> Hi everyone. Welcome to a... <laughs> A Lucky Life Season 2. This is my friend Debbie. Say hi, Debbie. Hi, everyone. <laughs> no, it's fun. It's fun. It's fun. You're putting on chapstick. Okay. So, Debbie and I know each other from an old job that we did together where we worked in recruiting for a fintech company. What would you call it? Fintech or like finance? Fintech. Fintech. It sounds cooler. Um,. So yeah, we're going to have a fun little chat today. I made some cards for topics. Do you want to choose one to start or should we pull a tarot card first? Let's pull a tarot card. Okay, can you get in the shot? <laughs> okay, you hold it while I pull a tarot card. Okay. For you. We're just going to do one card. Okay. Is this, this for This is my for you. Okay. For this this Future? is Future just energy. One card, one message for okay. you right now. Universe, please be present and show Debbie. This reading is for Debbie. The message <laughs> she needs to hear. Oh, interesting. <laughs> the Six of Cups. Okay. Is that usually good or bad? It's a pretty good card. Yeah. It says, <clears throat> It is a time for giving. Bestow blessings to others, and you will receive them back many times over. Now is a time for you to express your feelings toward all those around you. A gate will help you, giving you the emotional strength you need to be able to say what you are feeling. Be honest and tough where you need to be, but use gentle words. Don't take this as an excuse to pick a fight. Focus on your brow chakra and allow your mind to connect to your heart, and then you will understand your feelings and find inner peace. Does that resonate with you, medium? Yeah, not necessarily right now. Yeah, I, I can't think about how that could be applicable. Applicable. <laughs> Debbie says some funny, some funny words. What's our favorite words that you say funny? Um, the, what? Yeah, I was about Vaseline. To say, what do you put on your lips? <laughs> Vaseline. Okay. What stuck out to me is speaking your mind mm -hmm. in all areas of life. Mm, you know what I mean? Yes. And knowing your feelings and spending time to like know how you really feel about things mm -hmm. and what's right for you, right? Yeah. And to give and not like look at things too critically, you know? Yeah. And give to others and yourself positivity. Yeah. Yeah. Should we pull a card for me too? Okay. You, you want to do it for me? Yeah. And then you can read it for me. Okay, spirit, universe, this card is for me. Oh, that was fast. Okay, okay, not yet, apparently. Ooh. Actually. Oh my god. I love that card. Yes. Ooh. Yeah, so that's when it that's the one that wants to come out. Can you okay. read it for me? The star. The star. I love it. Okay, it's gonna be up here. Interpretation. Inspiration and creativity are the gifts of the star. You are intuitive, finding unique answers to problems. Water symbolizes the flow of energy, so go with the flow wherever it takes you. Water also represents emotion, and in this way, the star is both a guide and a warning for you. Don't let others' emotions interfere with your actions and keep calm. Like flowing water, wow. 
I know. The Aquarian spirit breaks free. Change is represented by all the imagery in the card. The eight eight-pointed stars suggest a spiritual warrior, creative and inspiring, starlighting or starlight illuminating darkness. Stars bursting above the maiden's head are a sure sign that going with the flow will make magic appear around you. Renewal and regeneration are to come in terms of your ideas or the physical body. The cards link to the sacral chakra suggest you focus on your energy in one direction. If things are not flowing, this is the moment to focus, meditate, and see the reason for your stagnation. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's so applicable to me right now. Applicable. 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 Um, yeah, no, that's super applicable, especially the part where it says, like, don't let others' emotions, like, change yeah. what you're doing. So I want to talk about the U.S. Open for a second. Do you think I should go back to the U.S. Open this year? Yeah. So what do you think, actually, first, before I, before I say what I'm going to do and what I have to say? I want you to be honest. I told you, just because we're on camera doesn't mean you're not allowed to challenge me like you always do. <laughs> Okay, um, I think you should. I think that people will say whatever they want to say, and who cares? You're, all you're doing is chugging a beer on the Jumbotron. You're not doing anything yeah. that's offensive to anyone. You're having fun. So, like, who cares what people have to say? And also, you're really good at chugging beer, so, like, <laughs> who cares? Only sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay. Okay, thank you for saying that, because I know you will give it to me straight. So after the New York Post article came out, yeah. I obviously was, like, kind of upset about it, right? Like, the she's back home with her parents. I, I was upset about the whole narrative. Like, yeah, the whole like thing was, like, misogynistic. She, it was in an angle of me being, like, this fame-hungry loser who, like, <laughs> loser. But, yeah, like, who is so, like, dead set on being famous and, like, just no, like, really no that values beyond, fun. like, money and fame. And, like, that's so not the interview that I had. So I was, like, hurt. And a, a lot of it was also she was taking the things that I had said out of context and, like, using them to get clicks and views. So, like, we talked a lot about how hard it had been for me. She barely said any of that. She said, the, one of the headlines was, she's not crying in her beer. And I was like, we talked majority about how hard this has been, but I'm trying to, like, be positive and, like, yeah. whatever. But another thing, like, she said at the end of the article, she was like, she said she does get negative comments for her rowdy behavior at the buttoned-up event, which is basically inviting people to criticize me. It's not, like, saying, like, people are being nasty to her. Yeah. It's saying it's warranted, you know, and I'm like, that's not cool, and, like, I'm not being, like, whatever. Anyways, so I was a little, I was a little upset, but I didn't really let it bother me until I just, like, I, I cried to my parents like I had this devastating night where I was like, oh, my God, I feel like shit. And I was like, I'm not I don't want to go back to US Open this year. Like I I don't I want to prove to them like I'm not all only about fame and money and like I'm not what they're making me out to be. Yeah. I, I feel like I thought not going would bring me peace and identity back yeah. if that makes any sense like because I feel like I've had such a hard time like struggling with my identity through this whole thing I was like yeah. I want to take control back of my life and the narrative that people are telling me so I'm not going to go I'm going to show them and you know kind of like what you said 
And what I realized about going back and versus not going back is like, I know that me not going back doesn't let me control the narrative. It takes away my voice. I agree. Yeah. And I also agree. I have nothing to be ashamed about. Like you said, like You're this is, I'm chugging a beer and also it's fun. It's like, it's part of me. That energy is part of me. Yeah. And I shouldn't be ashamed of that. Like I need, I need to know who I am and not let these people control the narrative by pushing me out of these opportunities and bullying me out of it. Like I have nothing to prove to people that don't know me. Yeah. I, the people who know me, love me for me. I love me for me. And that's enough, you know? So it's like, I don't need to prove anything to them. I need to keep being me. Plus I know I like, and I said this in the interview, of course she didn't put this in, but I said at the end of the day, like fame, and I'm not like famous, but fame is a resource and I want to spend it for good. And I have this platform now that I want to like build on. And I'm now I have this podcast and I can show people the real me if they want to. But like people who are determined to misjudge me are still going to do that. They're going to read the article and they're going to do whatever the fuck they want. And they're going to, yeah. Watch you chug a beer and then go write nasty comments. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And they're still going to do that. Trolls will be trolls. So I'm not going to let them take this away from me. Like, I am a multifaceted woman, and I like to chug beer, and I like to go to sporting events and have fun with my friends. And I shouldn't be ashamed of that because little trolls on the Internet hate their lives, and they want to make me hate mine. So... You heard that right. I'm going back to the U.S. Open, bitch. I will see you there. Watch out. I, like, still feel scared and pressure, and I feel like another part of me not wanting to go was a little bit of that. Like, a little bit of I was so scared now because of people talking, because I didn't know what to do, because I don't know if I'm going to beat my time. I haven't been practicing. <laughs> but, like, your only concern is it'll be. Your time. Yeah, it's my only concern. <laughs> find something to be miserable that is right debbie that is right anyways so yes i'm going back that's a long answer to your question but i appreciate i think it's i think it's the right thing to do um but anyways okay so why don't we do some fun questions now and you choose pick pick like shuffle them up and pick one out of the hat debbie's um sister's dog just bit me when i came in and she was like, wow, that's the first time that dog has ever bit a girl. I was like, oh, okay. I'm wearing these, like, masculine camo pants. And, like, I feel like this top is even a little masculine. And I'm taller than apparently all of her sister's friends. So I'm like, great. I'm so glad your dog thought I was a, a man. Like, Oh, yes. Wait, let me ask it. Let me ask it to you. My first one is, were you a good student? There's no way Debbie True was a bad student. But here. Um, I was a good student. I was not, uh, like the best in my class, but I was pretty, pretty fucking close. One of the, the She's such an smarter, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, I was a good okay. student. Nothing, nothing else to add to that. I, I think I'm a good student, but in my like AP classes, my gifted and talented classes, I was not the smartest one. So Oh, you're gifted and talented. I love how you just threw that in there, like AP gifted and talented. <laughs> college was a different story. Oh, you were, you were good. I was okay. a good student in college for the last 
three years. So basically three out of the four years. Yeah. But my first year in college was adjusting. Yeah. Not yeah. Well, basically. Sure not learning about what I wanted to do, okay, like not okay. being a doctor. So trying out a bunch of mm -hmm. courses and like there's a lot of that I hated, like programming. Yeah. So I didn't do well in those classes, like stats classes I hated. Mm -hmm. But the ones that I was interested in, yeah. I, I did do well in. When you find something you're good at, it's do you do better in the class yes. and like that's what college I feel like is all about figuring out what yeah. that is for you you know mm -hmm. what I mean and I feel like high school and like early childhood curriculum like a lot of people don't ever find what they're good at and what they like and and they're not invested in school because they're not interested in anything you know yeah. I feel like that's a thing okay do you want to know if I'm a good student? What do you think? Oh yeah. Come uh, on, take a guess. You would be a very good student. Oh my God, thank you. What makes you say that? Because we work together. Because I worked with you. I know you're very diligent. And I know that you were summa cum laude. Because when oh, I joined, cum laude? I was something. Oh, because, oh, why? Because, um, did you look up my resume? I looked at your LinkedIn because I'm like, who is this girl that I'm working with? And like, is she smart? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know this smart. <laughs> Well, I thank you, Debbie. So in high school and leading up to that, I really just got whatever grades didn't get me in trouble by my parents. <laughs> no, 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 no C's, no C's. Come on. I was, a, I was a solid B student in high school. It wasn't until college that I like applied myself and I actually tried and I was like, oh, I like, cause I, I had such low self-esteem growing up. Like I did good. Like we said in high school and stuff, I did good in the classes I liked. So like English classes, I feel like, and people are mostly like either math and sciences or English and history. I was English and science. What were you? English and history. Oh yeah, you were one of those. Yeah, that makes sense to me. But I was. <laughs> what? We are not. We are. We're not math people. We're not <laughs> We're not mathletes. Um, but yeah, like I was. I just did whatever. But I did try in college because I wanted to prove to myself that I could if I wanted to. And I did do good. It was it was I was a decent student. I was pretty good. I did did well. Like you said, I got some cum laude or something. I <laughs> no, not summa. Summa's too high. I feel like it was just regular cum laude. Okay, okay. What was your favorite subject? Um, I remember being in high school and really enjoying like world history, U.S. history, really? oh, and history. government. U.S. government. U.S. government. Anyways. Yeah, I think my favorite subject was probably English. Maybe. I don't even know if that's true. Like, I I like reading. and I didn't like reading. I mean, I would. You love reading. I like it now. But, in like, I don't like forced reading. You know what I, I mean? I agree with that. I agree. But I did like writing. Always. I always liked writing. So, okay. What was your favorite club or extracurricular? I feel like college was just like going to classes and then going to eat with your friends <laughs> and then going out at night and going to classes. So I don't really have any like clubs, well, although I wish I could have done more clubs in in college. In high school, I did volleyball in I, high school. Oh my God. I see it. So really? Well, I see you with your little knee pads yeah. and shorts. <laughs> um, but my height, I'm only 5'4", so it made me a good height to like yeah, dig the volleyball. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I liked volleyball a lot. I wish I kept up with it in college, but that was basically the only thing I did in high school. You didn't do any other clubs? I'm shocked by that. 
I was in student government. I was a secretary of my class. Oh yeah. My it's so weird to talk about high school, though, because it's know, so long ago. Know, and I'm like embarrassed. <laughs> um, Did you do any sports or extracurriculars? Yeah. Curricular. Yes, I did. Um, cheerleading. Cheerleading. I did track, cross country, and swimming. I was not a good swimmer. I had I fun with I've it. Seen you swim. You're a pretty good swimmer. Yeah, but like I'm a good short distance swimmer. Anything, oh, and I also like the coach would constantly yell at me and my bestie like to stop fucking laughing and talking. Like I was always at the fucking end of the pack, <laughs> 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 laughing and talking, and like oh yeah, I was. I hated getting in that pool every single day. It was fun. I had a, had a good time, but I was not very good. I also, for clubs, and this is kind of, it influenced my decision to do the um, major that I did in college. No, bitch. Medicine? Do I look like I did medicine? You did sports. Um, close, close. Close. Sports. Yes. History? No. History. <laughs> I just I hate history. Um, sports and entertainment management with a business minor. Oh, okay. Business administration minor. Interesting major. Yeah, interesting. I liked sports and I liked business from what I thought. Like, so I did this club called DECA in high school, which was like a business club. And I yeah. liked it because you get to like travel and I loved traveling and like have these competitions where you would be given these scenarios on the spot and you had to kind of be creative with like business ideas. Mm -hmm. So I liked that and I found this major at University of South Carolina and it was like, I went to this info session, like learned all the cool careers people were doing. I was like, I could see myself doing something like this. Um, however, I'm not doing that anymore <laughs> because even then I still felt like it was something I was kind of just forcing on myself so that I could be like socially accepted and like like, like a have like a corporate job that would yeah. give me the stable life that I didn't think I could have if I did what I really wanted to do and I just I never even explored that really I don't know I didn't know I want I, I like feel like I've I've I'd never explored anything creative because I thought that that was not possible for me and I never was kind of given the school system and like just yeah like just the society and stuff um okay next question what was your group of friends like my friend group in Rutgers was definitely very Asian I did an Asian sorority so a lot of them were like in that circle yeah like how do you feel about there being sororities for like different ethnicities and races and stuff i always thought that was like kind of weird like my my sorority was like predominantly white for yeah. sure but like we had black sororities and fraternities right. that were separate yeah but there were a few black girls like in my sorority i just thought it was i don't know and no one really like talked about it i thought it was weird i honestly have no clue i did not like being a sorority yeah i mean I just feel like we're not suited to be in a sorority, yeah, like our personalities. Like, I was so half-assed. Half, half like, yeah. I was a half-assed sorority member. Yeah, same, yeah. same. I was probably, like, not present for most yeah, of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why did you not like it? 
I, I wouldn't say I didn't like it, but I just didn't. Like, I had a long-distance boyfriend at the time. Like, I wanted to be, again, like, a trend throughout my life. I wanted to be socially accepted. And it was just so much, like, stupid shit. Like, so much stupid shit that we had to, like, do. And I'm sorry, like, people are my sport are listening to this. Like, a lot of it was kind of petty. And, like I said, I'm glad that I made the friends I did. Like, I love the people that I took away from the sorority. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was just like, there was a lot of it that I was like dragging my feet having to do and like trying to get out of it at any, any chance I got. And then like ripping on it a lot of the time for how like stupid it was. I know. I, I hated it. Yeah. Especially in an Asian sorority. Yeah, They're so clicky. Like? What is it? It's, so clicky. it's very yeah, clicky. I mean like every sorority has got to be a little clicky. Yeah. And then they, there's like Asian, other Asian rival sororities yeah. and like, there's like tension between them and I'm like, oh, who cares? Yeah, like, yeah. so it's like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't like the clickiness yeah. and I had a lot of friends that were not in the sorority either. So mm-hmm. I felt like I didn't really need to be around the sorority. My, my best friend in high kidding. school was a white, was white. Was a white? <laughs> was a white. <laughs> well, I was going to say like a white girl, but yeah, she was, she was Wait, white. Tell, tell the people how, we first met how, like how did we first meet well that's okay not first met but like how we first became friends <laughs> i remember thinking this like this bitch. girl <laughs> looks really bitchy <laughs> what did you think i thought you were like so buttoned up and like too good at your job that i, I was know. like I yeah, she's too perfect she's robotic like it's she's too not, you thought i was like you just were so perfect that I thought it was a robot. Like, <laughs> so yeah, we thought each other was a bitch. <laughs> I thought you were, but a I. Bitch. I was like, this girl's not gonna like me. <laughs> I was like, and I don't know if I'm getting good vibes. <laughs> I think that's the way the best friendships start, right? Yeah, I agree. Right, right. I'm actually like low key complimented. <laughs> you thought I was a bitch. <laughs> not like you know what I mean. Oh my god, we only got through one question. I'm going to have to cut this into two episodes. Okay. The question is, how do you feel about editing your photos slash people who edit themselves on Instagram? I think some editing is is fine. Like, I mean, but if it's like yeah. every single picture is like heavily contoured and like heavily filtered and people can clearly yeah. tell it's not you, I think that's a different story. But I think some light filtering, if it makes you feel more empowered, then like that's fine if you are editing your body to like like, make yourself look a certain way i think that's a little different do you know who livy dunn is Mm -hmm. you don't know who it is damn it um she's like famous hot gymnast from lsu who it's like going viral now that she like edits the shit out of her pictures and her body oh she's like editing her ponytail and a lot of them a lot a lot of them it's like her chest size like, yeah, she's giving her ponytail she's volume. Doing her, she's giving her ponytail volume. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh. Oh. Because it is a really ridiculous oh, beauty standard. I saw somebody say, even the beauty standard, like, she is the beauty standard. Even the beauty standard doesn't think she can meet the beauty standard. And that's, like, the point. You know, like, yeah. that's what's so sad about it. I have opinions about editing photos. So, and I think it's hard because if you're in the public eye... Do you think there's a responsibility to not edit your photos more than you would if you don't, you're not in public eye? 
It's hard. I think there is, like, if you're, like, a Kim K type of famous, I think that you do have that kind of responsibility. People were, like, wow, like, responding to those, like, wow, I'm a gymnast and I've compared myself to her. Because, like, she has an athletic body and she's, like, making it look smaller. She's insecure about it. And, like, that... I don't like I honestly like I don't fault her for it. It's hard. It's a sad. It's not like it's it's hard to be angry at her. You know what I mean? Like however, I do think that it's something she needs to like stop doing obviously now. But like as a girl and as like the Barbie movie so perfectly explained, it's so hard to strike all these balances of being like what everybody else wants you to be. And feeling like you have to be perfect all the time. Um, I definitely was in that insecure phase of my life, like in college, where I would edit my photos a little bit. Um, and I stopped doing it because I was like, look, I can't. I, I honestly, I posted the ugliest picture of myself the first time I went viral for being beer girl. I remember posting it and being like, this is obviously a horrible photo and I've never really done this before, but like, it's funny and I'm trying to like not care as much because it's so, I feel like it's been so liberating to not edit my photos. I'll put filters on it. I want them to be aesthetic. Okay. But I'm not editing them anymore because I do feel a responsibility. Look, you shouldn't feel like you have to. And I promise you it feels better more free and more liberating not to edit the photos and to embrace yourself for exactly the way you look but look we've been there we know what it's like to feel insecure about your photos and you should feel good about them however let that feeling good come from inside instead of the external validation and feeling like you need to manipulate yourself to be accepted you know Okay, that was so fun. Thank you for coming on, Debbie. And I'm hoping one day I'll have you on again, right? Yeah, that was fun. Yes, yes. Oh, my God. When I tell you we had the best team ever, we had the best team ever. And I definitely, I would love to have more more people on. Definitely, Rachel. We are, like, all such good friends. (laughs) We are still attached at the hip and we've been laid off for a year almost (laughs) (laughs) yeah literally and we were in that together after we got laid off we went to a layoff party we did we're gonna watch a good scary movie tonight and i can't wait for you guys to see this episode and to see you guys at the u.s open and for you to see the collaboration that i'm doing that i'm so excited about So, all right. Well, I love you guys. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you next week for season two, episode two. Hello and welcome. My name is Megan Lucky and this is A Lucky Life. Come along with me as I try and get to know myself better and hopefully help you get to know yourself better too.